Welcome back to Fun on Weekdays podcast. My name is Jenna Palak. I'm your host. And today I am joined by Haley Anderson. Hi. 20-year-old entrepreneur who started in Airbnb hosting. Yeah, Airbnb arbitrage. Arbitrage. What What does that mean? I'll get into it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, so she started working with Airbnb's hosting properties in September of 2022. She's now 20 years old and you are managing how many properties? Currently 13, but actually tomorrow I'm adding four more. So 17. Oh my God. So I've been really interested in Airbnbs. And I think for the past couple of years, a lot of people have been interested in it as like another investment property, a way to make money. Um, So I figured today we'll hear from an expert here. (laughs) (laughs) So you're from Florida. Yep. Give the people some background. Introduce yourself. So I'm Haley. I'm 20 years old from Florida. I grew up I was born in Jacksonville, but I moved around a lot because my dad was in the military. Mm -hmm. So I was always new schools. And in high school, um, graduated in 2020 and COVID hit. We went to online and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do online the rest of my high school. I'm going to graduate early. So I finished high school early, a year and a half early. And I just knew I was just like, I don't want to go to college. I just was trying everything like I did e-commerce I did drop shipping I did like I did UGC like email SMS marketing I did it all and like I had things that worked and things that didn't work and then in September of 2022 was kind of when I was I saw a video on TikTok actually about Airbnb and I was like if they could do it like why can't I do it like you know like it was another young young guy I don't know exactly how old and yeah so I was just like you know what that's going to be the next thing that I do and now I'm here. Yeah, that can-do <laughs> attitude, I swear, will take you to some wild yeah. places. You yeah. never know what you can never. find yourself getting into. <laughs> so you said that you started a bunch of different things before the Airbnb stuck for you. Yes. So you mentioned drop shipping and UGC. Yep. So what were some of the things that did go well for you and some of the things that didn't? So drop shipping was really hard for me. I didn't have like a lot of money. So like I didn't have enough money to put into the marketing to like really make it work. So that didn't really work for me. I had like a clothing boutique online. Um, And then the UGC actually really worked for me. Um, I was making like probably like $15,000 a month in like, yeah, like (laughs) just like in high school, I was still in high school, like doing this, like just, so I started UGC and then I actually created like an agency for UGC. So I was like sourcing, I was working with the brands at this point to source like the creators for the content instead of like me doing the content. Um, And that is, I still do that. I still have that agency, um, but I just really like being creative and I feel like that's a really good outlet to be creative in. Um, So that worked and then Airbnb. So now I do both of those still. Oh my goodness. So I'm like, so shook. I don't even know where to start here. So we'll back up to the UGC. Okay. So you started that in high school. Yeah, I was in 10th grade, I think. And what year was that? Uh, jeez. Um, you graduated in 2020, 2020 so yeah. 2018? 18, yeah. Wow. I think so. That's so crazy to put it into perspective because I, I graduated <laughs> college in 2020. I'm like, oh, I feel really old right now. <laughs> like doing the numbers in my head. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay, so how did you get into UGC? Let's start there. So um, one of my sisters is has a friend, of like a mutual friend, and he has a e-commerce brand. He does like eyelash serums. Okay. And he was like, you have really long eyelashes. Like, can you do a video for me? And I'm like, a video? Like, what do you mean? Like, 
you just want me to do a video with the product? And he's like, yeah. He was just like, I think you'd be perfect. You have a really good personality. Like, just try it and like, let's see. And I was like, okay. Like, he was like, I'll send you a box of free eyelash serum. Like, sent me this big box. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I feel like an influencer. Like, yeah. you know. And then I did a video and it literally generated him like, I can't even, millions and millions of dollars. And he's no still, way. he's still running it till this day. Oh my God. Is he cutting you a check for that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. But um, yeah, he's still running it like till this day. And it was just a video I made literally in my room in front of my window and it just, it worked. And then that's wild. Yeah. And then he was just like, oh my gosh, like you really like are good at this. And then when I saw how good the video performed, I was like, wow, I, there's a market for this. Like, you know what I mean? Like if his brand wants this, why wouldn't other brands want this? And then I realized it was called UGC. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what I was doing. And then I just kind of took it off and started reaching out to brands and like building a portfolio. And then I kind of got burnt out from doing it because I was like doing a lot of videos. And that's when I was like looking at it more from like an agency perspective. And I was like, well, I have all these girls asking me, how do you do this? If I yeah. have the brand connects, like now I can just connect these creators, these girls who have the same, you know, passion that I did and connect them with the brand. So that's now what I do. If like a really cool brand comes on, like I'll do a video, but now I mainly focus on connecting the creators with the brands. That's, that's actually so incredible. <laughs> the fact that you are doing this right now and you're 20, but at the time you were like 16 years yeah. old. Yeah. 17, I think. 17. 17 yeah wild you really can do anything yes it's that can do attitude it, it'll take you so far like I I the thing is I didn't even realize what I was doing yeah until like I was doing it and I was like wow like when you break it down into steps it seems so much more attainable than when you're mm -hmm. just like how did they get there like you know what I mean if you really break it down then I was like wow I got there too right like, and if you really break it down too you were running a business when you were 17 even though it was just like <laughs> making videos for different brands yeah. you truly were starting the start of your business yeah and now I'm sure that has fostered into these other opportunities. For sure. So since 2018, when you started with UGC, how do you feel that the UGC industry has changed with the rise of TikTok in 2020? Yeah, I think it's changed a lot. Um, when I was doing it, TikTok was still like a huge thing. But like, I just feel like with TikTok, it, there was like a time when like UGC was blowing up on TikTok. And that's like mm -hmm. all everyone, all the rave, all everyone was talking about was like UGC. And I feel like it definitely... I think it's great because honestly, now more creators have the chance to make these videos and get connected with brands and brands see how good, like having a normal face of a brand, like, you know, other than seeing like, you could tell it's a sponsored video or whatever, like, you know what I mean? Usually. Um, so I think it's been really eye opening for brands because they're like, wow, we need more normal people on our websites and our email marketing and our SMS on our TikTok pages. Like, I think a lot of brands, it was really eye opening for them. And then also um, with TikTok, it's been able to put creators in front of brands' faces way more easily than like you've ever been able to do before. And I feel like it's giving non-influencers the chance to create content that they're passionate about for these brands. So I think honestly, it's been a great thing. And I'm happy to see that like so many people are doing it. Like the Twitter UGC community mm -hmm. is so big. Like I didn't even know it was a thing until- I me I don't I know had, that <laughs> yeah it's huge like there is a whole group I used to do like um lives on Twitter called like UGCT where I would okay. always talk about just UGC and all these creators were in there um and that's kind of I built like a community of creators that I worked with I connected them to the brands but 
yeah, I think it's great. It's it blew up and I think it's beneficial for both parties, the brands and the creators. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, when I think of UGC, the thing the two things that come to mind are Instagram and TikTok and then like Facebook ads as yep. well. Mm-hmm. But you also mentioned SMS and newsletters yep. and other and Twitter too. Yeah. So there, it seems like there are really so many different avenues for UGC. Yeah, there. I mean, everything can be. You can use UGC for everything. Um, I used to do like SMS and stuff, and mm-hmm. I would. They would upload UGC in a folder, and they'd be like, "Oh, like you can use these for email SMS." And I would upload like you know a picture of someone holding up a product, and like the email that got sent out for that week, the newsletter or. The SMS was like a photo of someone holding up the product. So, I mean, there's so many avenues that it could be used for. It doesn't just have to be an ad or, you know, like a 30-second video. It could be a picture or anything. So I think it is really cool that it's giving other creators an opportunity to work with brands. Like you said, um, different opportunities than being an actual influencer. Yeah, because I feel like some people aren't like don't want that like you yeah know I mean? some of them don't want to be an influencer but they're really good at editing mm-hmm. they're so good in front of the camera so I think it's cool because I was doing UGC and no one knew it like, yeah you know like I have like 2,000 followers like no one knows um so I think it's cool because you know if you don't want to be an influencer and you're passionate about video or creating that totally. there's it a way of, to make money doing it right it, yeah, it allows you to make lot. money like a lucrative income yep. while also maintaining your peace and privacy yes. <laughs> it's like the perfect balance yeah oh my gosh I might switch into yeah. UGC <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> so you started UGC and then you build this agency mm-hmm. how did you start the agency to begin with did you just start outsourcing people that were reaching out to you or were you going out and looking for people specifically so in the beginning it was really hard I was using my friends honestly I was like hey like I really want to build this agency do you think if I sent you some leads like you'd be interested in making some videos for me they were like oh my god yes like 100 (laughs) percent." and I was like okay love you guys like thank you so I used my friends in the beginning. I had like four creators in like a Google Drive with like, and I was like, can you make a sample video for me? Like I kind of guided them through it. And I was like, can you just make a sample video so that when I send the portfolio to the brands, there's something to look at. So they sent me sample videos and over time just kept adding to it. And then I would just literally go on Instagram and type in like, I don't know, uh, rings or jewelry or lotion and go to every single brand that popped up and copy and paste a message that I had created and DM them. And oh my then gosh. if they had an email in their bio, I would also email them. And then I would, I had like an Excel sheet that I would just track it all on. And then three days go by. If they didn't respond, I would send my next copy and paste message, just following up with them. And over time, like, honestly, I realized the power of following up with people. Like I would, I would probably miss out on so many leads if I didn't follow up with them. Like it would just get lost in their DMs. Mm -hmm. So I started DMing them. I got like a lot of yeses actually, which I was really confused at first (laughs) because I was like, whoa, I'm the agency side of it. So I was like, okay, you know, send me, um, here's the address that you can send the products to. I had like a type form that kind of helped with the creative brief for them. Um, and then I kind of did like the strategy behind it, like hooks to use, audios to use, all that kind of stuff. And then they sent the creators the product. The turnaround time was about like three days for a video, sent the brand the videos, and then they had three days to approve it. And then that was it. Like, oh my God. They could use it on Instagram, TikTok, um, kind of whatever. And then over time, I tapped into the Twitter community on UGC. And that's when like, 
everyone was just there. Like I didn't realize the strong community that was built. And then I kind of started just posting about my journey. I did the lives, which no one really at the time was doing. So I think it's more personable. Like you can get to know someone through text, but through the lives, I think I really connected with a lot of them. Um, And then I was able to build an even bigger portfolio for them. I am in awe right now. And you're (laughs) doing all of this while you're in high school. Was in high school. Yeah. So how did you manage being a high school student you're like a minor at this (laughs) point and you're running this whole agency did you ever feel like you were missing out on the high school experience or have you always been someone who's like very career driven very hungry for like opportunity I think that's um a really good question because I've always I've always felt very mature for my age (laughs) and like my sister's seven years older than me so I've always hung out around her friends so I feel like by the time I was in high school I kind of was just like ready to not to be out of high school so I like had my fun in high school like you know and then I was just like I want more for myself like the people I was surrounding myself by were just not good influences I was just why am I going out on the weekend and doing this I just was very like I knew what I wanted and I knew college was coming up and I didn't want to do college so I was like I need to figure something out now so that my parents don't force me to go to college (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of the thought process but I'm happy I did it and stuck with it because now like I'm just so proud of like little me for just sticking clear to like the vision and everything. Yeah, that <laughs> is a lot of discipline. Yeah. I mean to be able to say no to different opportunities and plans when your friends are out like partying yeah. and things and you're like, no, head down. I need to focus on building this future for myself yeah. so that years later down the line you can have the most fun ever and not ever have to worry about it again. Yeah, it was worth it. Hundred percent. Like I'm so grateful that like I did that and the discipline was like a huge thing like I just I had set times I was like I do school I wake up at six Mm -hmm. I finish at noon and then I work on my business and then rinse and repeat every day. (laughs) Pickleball is my new infatuation over the weekend Connor and I played three days straight we probably played at least eight hours of pickleball. It is such a good workout it's cardio and I feel like my arms are getting stronger from whipping the ball around. Plus, you get to wear a cute little workout outfit. It's a fun activity with your friends or on a date. I'm a big pickleball fan. I recently got new sneakers, a little tennis dress, a sports bra. You're good to go, and you can find it all at Macy's. I'll link some of my favorite activewear for you at macy's.com forward slash F-O-W. And I will see you guys out on the courts. So what does your schedule look like now? So you're still managing the agency. Yes. Um, I do a little less than I used to because I'm making most of my income through Airbnb now. But it's more of like a passion thing for me. I love doing it. I love the community and it's just fun for me. So I like to have like something that I enjoy to do. Um, And then Airbnb is just like, I just, I'm obsessed with it, honestly. Like um, my day-to-day now uh, is pretty... I mean, flexible. Um, I think it's really cool because they're all managed remotely. So like I haven't stepped foot into any of the Airbnbs except like once since they went live. So my day-to-day is pretty flexible. I kind of just do, I don't know, just manage oversee a little bit. But yeah, it's pretty, um, I can kind of do anything. Right. You step in. It sounds like you step in when needed and then you just keep track of everything that's going on. Like you are managing the the properties and that does take work but it's not the traditional like going into an office sitting there from the nine to five do you ever feel any sense of guilt or kind of judgment that your friends 
from like just people around you maybe um and it could be even also like jealousy that is being projected onto you for being so successful at like such a young age yeah um there has been times that like I do feel that way and I I I have a hard time balancing like being proud of myself and making people know that I'm proud of myself and then like feeling guilty like oh I don't maybe I shouldn't say that because like I don't want it to come off wrong or yeah not too proud of yourself isn't that weird that there's like this fine line that you can't cross like you can be confident but not too too confident confident. you can't (laughs) yeah because then you're just bragging yeah and you can share your accomplishments but not not too too many because then you're intimidating it's like such a fine line yeah and then you can you can want to help people and you can you can try to be as supportive as you possibly can but then you reach a point where it's like oh, now you're scamming people or now you're just trying to make money off of people. And you're like, well, what is it? Make up your mind. Yeah, (laughs) that's how it is actually currently. Like I'm having kind of a hard time balancing because I obviously now I'm just like, I want to help people. Like there's Mm -hmm. no reason that people should not be taking advantage of this business model. And like my mom's single mom, my dad was in the military. Like I just really, I know there's so many people out there who struggle and like, financial stress is like huge like for so many people in the world and I just feel like if I know all this I could literally like change your life like why am I not helping others why am I not teaching people why am I not Mm -hmm. like it feels wrong to not help people like I don't know so I think it's a balance that I'm still trying to figure out because I have people commenting on my videos that are like oh you're a scammer and you're lying and (laughs) this isn't true and I'm like it is though like I'm not Mm-hmm. like I'm at, not lying <laughs> at the end of the day too like people want your help and that is your time yeah. and your attention and your expertise like your knowledge yeah and that is valuable too yeah. there has to be a price tag to that because otherwise like you will never have enough time in the world yeah. to ever do anything help else everyone and exactly yeah so how did you get your start with airbnbs <laughs> let's start there because okay. you had to buy a property so maybe not maybe not oh okay (laughs) there's a loophole this is the best part and honestly the reason that I was able to do it so young so like I said in the beginning I do arbitrage so that is actually renting a property it's basically like subleasing so okay legally I it's called corporate leasing so um back in September I was like okay I'm gonna start this I'm gonna treat it like a legitimate business I'm gonna do everything right so I got an LLC and then I started reaching out to leads um, just through Zillow, like apartments.com. Mm-hmm. And basically um, the difference between just like you going and renting an apartment is you can only get one apartment. You can't get multiple apartments under your name. Yeah. So with this LLC and the corporate leasing, now I'm able to secure 10 apartments at once, 20 apartments at once under the business, under corporate leasing. And I don't own any of them. So in September, my first deal was three units. And actually, they're here in Austin. Um, Yeah, so I just sent... Honestly, it's funny how it happened because I was still working on my pitch. I was trying to figure out, like, what to say and what stuck and what didn't stuck. When you say they're leads and you reach out, are you telling them up front, like, hey, I I want to rent these places to turn them into Airbnbs? Yeah, so the pitch is key because... If you go to someone, like, say you were a homeowner, and I'm like, hey, I like your house. Can I Airbnb it? Yeah. What are you going to say? Immediately no. no. (laughs) Immediately no. So it's all about the pitch. So instead, I say, 
hey, I really love um, your apartment complex. I'm looking to take on as many units as you have available. I'm a corporate leasing um, company, corporate housing company, and um, I'm looking to rent your properties on Airbnb and other third-party platforms. Would love to talk further. And it just stuck. It it, it worked. It's now that I think about it, the first apartment that I lived at in Austin, it was called the Camden on Rainy Street. Mm-hmm. And the first floor of it, there were multiple Airbnbs. Really? Yeah. Huh. yeah. So it was interesting because like... It's an apartment complex. Yeah. So it's weird to like think about. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I just didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah. So it sounds like whoever... I, I guess I always assumed it was through the apartment, but it sounds like it may be through someone who's doing something similar to you with the corporate yeah, leasing. Probably honest, unless they're just doing it like on the side, like they're not supposed to be doing yeah. it. Like that might be Oops. why. <laughs> I was going to say, so this is all a hundred percent legal. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. Everything is legal. You sign, um, leases with the company. You sign lease addendums that protect you and your business saying, there's literally the word Airbnb, VRBO, furnishing.com, and this lease addendum. That way they know, like, um, my first, the first three apartments I got, I accidentally said the wrong pitch on the phone to them. And I was like, yeah, like, I want to rent them on Airbnb. And, like, you do tell them you rent them on Airbnb, but there's just a way to go about it. Okay. That's not so, like, hey, I want to rent your apartments on Airbnb. I kind of skipped the whole, like, oh, I'm a corporate leasing company. And I just went straight to Airbnb. And they were like, oh yeah, we actually do that. And I was like, really? Like, (laughs) actually? And they're like, yeah. So that kind of was an accident, but a happy accident because it ended up working. Um, And I got my first three at one time. That's crazy. You didn't think to yourself, like, let's start small. (laughs) I mean, she was like, I can, I have, she originally wanted to give me 10. And I was like, "Um, oh my God, I can't take 10, but like, I'll do three. Like I could do three. Like, I feel like one was not enough. And two was just like, you might as well just get three. So I just, I went for three. Um, And at the time I wasn't even living in Austin. So I flew here and like set them all up. And it was a huge learning curve. Um, so basically I got the yes and then that's when I was like, okay, now I need, how am I going to fund all of this? You know? Yeah. Like that's huge. This is three one bedroom apartments. Like I need to buy three beds, three couches, dining tables, like everything in three. So, um, I actually use business credit. So 0% APR cards oh. for a year. Um, and I was able to fund everything basically with the bank's money. Um, and then within like, I think my third or fourth month, everything was paid off. And now I've just, it's been straight profit since then. Wait, I'm <laughs> like shook right now. There's like three things that we need to touch on. Backtrack. Oh my God. I don't even know where to start. Okay. The first thing being, how is this different than signing a lease for like an individual renter? So basically if I go to the Camden, for example, yeah. where I used to live, they would say, okay, show us your income. You need to make three times what the monthly rent is. Mm-hmm. Or the yearly yeah. rent. Um, so what does that approval look like for a corporate Leasing. lease? So it's basically the same. Um, okay. But in the beginning, you're going to open up a new LLC. So there's going to be no business history, nothing like that. That's so, what I was curious about. So yeah. how do you get that approval if you don't have any history? So usually they'll do like a mesh credit check kind of thing. Okay. So they can pull from your personal if you have personal history, personal credit. Um, and then honestly, it's just reinforcing the benefits of the business. So when I was pitching these people, I had 
zero business credit, zero business history. Like I had nothing. I was just like LLC opened up last week and I'm like, Hey, like, can I do corporate leasing? So it, um, it's mainly about stressing the benefits for them and then just being like, Hey, yeah, this is a new business. This is what I do. So things that make it legitimate, a website, I built a website, like before I even opened my LLC. Did you build that website yourself or did you outsource someone to do it for you? I built it myself just on like um, Squarespace, like a okay. super, just like template. The girl can do it all. Yeah. She said, we're not outsourcing anything. I got it. UGC, website <laughs> development, Airbnbs. <laughs> so yeah, I just like a copy and paste like template. I just like put pictures that I got off like um, Google, like the free stock pictures that you can mm-hmm. use of like apartments, put them on there, wrote a little description. <laughs> this is what I do. Um, and then, so I built a business, uh, a website and then when I'm pitching these landlords, I attach the website to the bottom of the email. Mm-hmm. It's just like any, I feel like any legitimate business has a website. So make sure you have a website. Um, and then also I built like a pitch deck kind of, okay. and I broke down exactly what I was planning on doing with their property. Um, I, made note that I'm going to have security, like ring doorbells. So we're going to be monitoring who's in and out of the property. We do background checks on all of the guests. Um, We have cleaners in the unit, like literally probably four or five times a week. Like it's going to be cleaner than it's ever been. Like how many, I don't really deep clean my my apartment that much. No, I mean, I I definitely should. You don't want (laughs) to see it right now. You do not want to see it right now. I actually, I have to confess something. Um, so when I moved into a house with my boyfriend, mm-hmm. keeping the apartment clean was a little bit easier because it's a smaller space. Um, but when we have more space now, it's like every single cupboard is full, full of shit because <laughs> um, you could just hide it in other places. Yeah. So today I was like, I, I'm so stressed out. I cannot be in this house. I need like a deep, deep clean. And I have a friend coming in town tomorrow. So I literally Googled like cleaning service uh-huh. today in Austin. And I actually have people at my house right Stop. now that are like cleaning my rug and they're cleaning yes. the floor. I'm like, oh, this is so nice. But I, it's not like a tangible thing that, right? or not tangible, tangible is not the right word, but it's not like, a consistent thing yeah, that I'm going to like keep up yeah. with. But gosh, it would be nice. Right, yeah. I was like, here five times a week. Yeah, I'm like, I like, I'm not dirty, but like I don't clean it five yeah. times a week. So. so on top of this, okay, on top of the security and on top of the cleaning, there's already so many factors that are going into just managing one property. So then you multiply it by like three. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. There's a, it's a lot. So you basically just reinforce them what you're planning on doing with it. And the fact that you want to sign the longest lease possible, you want to be, you're going to be the best tenant. You're going to handle anything in the property. It's going to be super clean security background checks. And honestly, once you preach to them, like, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. Whenever you bring up the word Airbnb, there's like a negative stigma around it. I feel like everyone just thinks, oh, party and bad guest. Whatever you break it down, especially to like landlords and being like, this is what I'm actually going to do with the property. They're like guaranteed rent. Yeah. Don't have to do anything. Going to be clean. Sure. And that's kind of, that's what it is. Just stressing how beneficial it is for them as well. Wow. Okay. So you send them this pitch deck. You say, so what's, what's the purpose of having the longest lease possible? Just because you get that locked in rent price and oh, okay. <laughs> and why would you want it to end? So if true. it's going to make you money, why would you only want to sign a 12 month lease? So what if, now obviously this didn't happen for you, which is yeah. fantastic. What if you sign this like two year lease and the Airbnb is just not turning out for you? So honestly, 
I don't even know what you would do, but you're like, that's not an option. Yeah, that's not an option because I strongly, strongly always tell people market research is key. It'll make or break. So if you just choose the correct area, you do market research, it will work. It's, I feel like it's like a formula, like in math, like it's the same thing over and over. You just rinse and repeat. You just fill in the formula and it'll give you the same answer. If other people have done it, like it works. Mm -hmm. I just strongly think that doing the market research is key. I think if you just take the time to really study the market and there's a lot of places like the only reason I chose Austin was because I had family who lived here and I was like, oh, like that's a great area. Like, let me look it up. And I just, um, I use this website called air DNA and it is a market research tool and I swear by it. It's, um, it's, they give you free options. There's a couple free options but I have the paid version, and if you really are serious about um, Airbnb, totally invest in it. I use it literally every day, um, and it just breaks down, like, the occupancy rates of that specific area, um, the ADR, so, like, the average daily rate, how much you can charge per night, and then, like, the seasonality, I think, is huge. Um, there's some places, like, I don't even know, um, Palm Springs, for example, is super seasonal because not a lot of people go there during the summer because of how hot it is, mm-hmm. but when it cools down a lot of people are traveling there. So it's kind of a balance between do you want consistent over time or do you want a big flow of money and then no money? So yeah, yeah, that's where the market research really comes in handy and is like key because I prefer to like make less money all year round. Yeah, more consistently. Yeah, so that brought me to Austin. I used AirDNA. I found Austin. I found a lead that said yes. And then I was like, okay, now I need to make sure that these numbers make sense. Like how much rent is, how much the utilities are going to be, how much I'm expecting to make. And on average, I say that you want to make at least double the rent because you're going to be spending, give or take, like about a thousand a month on expenses, like cleaning okay. fees. You have to pay the cleaning team. A thousand a month per property? Yeah. Okay. Per proper, depending on like the size, give or take a thousand. So the benefit of people to, to lease or rent what's lease, the correct terminology lease, lease through yeah. you is that they could do a shorter lease term so if they wanted to like lease the apartment okay. that you have on airbnb for like two months they could do that and it'd be cheaper than than doing an apart- two years yeah. for the apartment so yeah i mean typically i have more str so str stands for short-term rentals okay so say you're coming to austin your friend's coming in town Just for the weekend she needs a place to stay for five days gotcha. or three days for one night Usually it's all of mine are more short term. So the turnovers, the max is like a week sometimes, but I do have people who stay for three months at a time. They're Mm -hmm. coming to Austin, they're traveling nurses and they need a place to stay for six months. It's a lot cheaper than finding a six month lease, signing a lease that's going to be more because they add on the short term for the lease. So I think it's great because it's for everyone. If mm-hmm. you need a place to stay for six months, you have Airbnb. You need a place to stay for one night, there's Airbnb. Yeah. So, so for those longer term rentals for like the three to six months, do you still have the cleaning people go in there consistently throughout their stay or do you just have them come at the end of their stay? So it's just like they clean it when the, when the next that guest leaves and gotcha. then they clean it when that guest leaves. Gotcha. So it's kind of like you're responsible for cleaning it while you're in there I guess yeah just like your own place yeah, just yeah okay cool um and so I assume that you outsource the cleaning people then yep so um there's so many like websites you can use but um turnover B&B is okay. one of my personal favorites um and it's just a bunch of cleaning people on there who specialize in cleaning Airbnbs 
Um, so in the beginning, I used turnover BNB, um, but the main thing and that's super important is just cutting your expenses because as much as possible because you want to be obviously making the most money Mm -hmm. so um there's a lot of them on there who charge like eighty dollars an hour hundred dollars an hour and on average it takes about an hour to clean a one bedroom one bath um so i started with turnover bnb i was getting charged about eighty dollars per cleaning which is kind of a lot um and then i was like there has to be another way like around this like how can i cheaper say, yeah how can i save a little bit more money but like still get quality and you know someone who's going to care for it um so i went to facebook um like facebook yeah oh wow and i went in an austin local group and i posted this is my business there's a lot of work like i'm gonna need you all the time basically mm-hmm. um so there's a lot of money to be made what's your best price and I got like so many leads, like literally f- probably 50 plus of people wow. being like, I want to do it or I have four people, me and my family want to do it. And I was able to find someone to do it for $55. So from oh, wow. 80 to $55. And yeah, so now I use Facebook groups to find my cleaners, my handymen. I have an on-call like handyman where if something happens in the unit, I'd be like, okay, let me call up Johnny. Like he'll be there in no time. So I think honestly just... The best part too is since they're remote, so my first three are in Austin and then I got those in September and in December I landed 10 in Utah. Oh my God. (laughs) So yeah, so I had to have like two separate teams, like a cleaning team, a handyman here, a cleaning team, a handyman there. So I flew to Utah, like I flew to Austin as well. Um, I set everything up, um, hired like furniture builders to help found those on Facebook and then yeah I found a cleaning team so I had them do like trial runs to see like before I left because I was like how are you going to clean it like I want to see you know if I like your work and your communication so while I was there before I left I had like four different people clean four different units on the same day and then I went through and I was like okay I took like mental notes of things that they didn't do so great of or things they did really great of and then I hired one and now they basically is that like their full-time that's job that's their now? full-time thing yeah that's crazy yeah. and oh now like it's so cool to think too like not only is it airbnb funding me but it's giving families like these great jobs that they're making a lot of money like yeah so i think it's it's amazing honestly it's probably also very empowering for you to realize that you are funding these people's lives yeah. like it's airbnb it's all just trickling down that's probably like a really powerful it's so like fulfilling to me and mm-hmm. like um we use discord for communication so my i talk to my cleaners every single day they post pictures so they go inside the unit clean it and then take pictures oh, wow. and then send them to me so i haven't been back in the units but like i see them all the time and that's another thing too is the cleanings are huge like Imagine you check into an Airbnb and it's dirty. Like you, that, oh, yeah. you can't, you, you cannot <laughs> you recover cannot, from that. Yeah, you cannot have that happen. So my cleaning team is just that. If you're going to manage anything remotely, I feel like in general, your systems and employees are huge, but especially for Airbnb, like I haven't been back. So I rely on my cleaning team every single day. I rely on the handyman. Like I'm relying on these people every day. So I need to make sure that they're putting in the work and, doing everything how they're supposed to. So that's why testing and finding the right person was really important for me. And I had to go through a couple cleaners actually um, in order to find one that really worked for me in the business. I think that's incredible advice. I mean, 
you oftentimes don't think about all of the back end so work much. that goes into managing a property. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, especially when it is remote, it's that much more important to find someone with great communication skills that you can always rely on. Yes. Um, so speaking about the finances part of it, you mentioned that the biggest financial commitment is furnishing. Furnishing. Yes. Okay. So you love Facebook. Yes. Facebook do you, Marketplace. Do you? Yes, I do. Okay. No, I like live on it. It's yes. my favorite social media of all time. <laughs> I do. I'm on it like every day, even if I'm not. I have my notifications on and I'm not even looking for anything, but I'm like, I don't need that credenza, but maybe I should buy it. If you might not be looking for anything, but it might be looking for you. Yes. Oh my gosh. People will like message me, any of my friends, if they're ever looking for a coffee table or a chair or something, they know to come to me. Me. Yeah. And you save so much money. Yeah. And a lot of times- People will like order brand new furniture. They get into their space. They don't love what it looks like, but it's such a hassle to completely return it. it. So they keep it and then they resell it for like a huge, huge discount. So you talked about the the credit card. Mm -hmm. So you open the credit card and let's say your credit line is like, I don't know, $10,000. So you would then put your payments onto the credit card and you don't have to pay that off until. It's 0% for 12 months. You have a year Ah. pay it off no interest and the best part too is that like on average you'll break even in about four to six months oh my god so really you're just burnishing it for free right so once you make that money you pay off the credit card and then you get that you get your credit profit replenished yep crazy and then you just put it into another unit yep you say rinse and repeat repeat, girl rinse and repeat repeat. (laughs) love it okay so you're in austin you're in utah yep anywhere else Nope, just Austin and Utah currently. Okay. Um, but you're working on a seven-unit place. Four. Four. Four, four, four. Um, tomorrow, I go to back to Utah. They're in Utah, yeah. Girl, you love Utah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> what is it about Utah? Is it a specific city? No, I mean, it just, it works. Okay. Like, it, I'm looking for more properties in Austin, too, but I feel like it's a little bit harder because it's more of like a people come here to be central, like Lamar, downtown. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of hard to find a place. Um, and then Utah, I actually, this builder reached out to me. He oh. found me, found me on like Instagram. Oh my God. Yeah. And he was like, Oh, like I have these properties. Um, do you want them for Airbnb? And I was like, wait a second. These are like five minutes from my other ones. And oh my God. now yeah. roles are reversed. The people are coming to yeah, you. I was like, okay, yes. <laughs> so amidst all of this, you're still managing the UGC agency. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So between the two businesses you're which running, one better? which Doing one is better? generating more revenue? There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Airbnb. Airbnb. Okay. Um, if I was investing more time into the agency, uh, I can make a lot more money doing it. But I think in general, Airbnb, you could just, I, I don't really, on scale level, I think you can just scale Airbnb so much faster mm-hmm. and wait, there's way more money to be made in it. My first like 45 days, I generated um, six figures. What? And, yeah. I don't know how, it, it was, um, uh, what was going on? Formula One was oh, happening. Shut up. I swear. Formula One was going on and I just, I broke even the first month on everything that I had bought for the furniture and then it just, yeah, I had like a $40,000 month just what? off those three units. What an insane time to it, launch an Airbnb. Right? Like incredible time. I didn't even think about it because like. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't really think about this stuff. But now I think about that kind of stuff. I'm oh like, my God. Yeah. Oh, what events are going on? Like South by Southwest. Yeah. Huge month for us. Like ACL. Huge. Like there's, that's another thing. Market research, finding places that are popular. Things are happening. Austin, I feel like has blown up like a lot. Oh, there's like, always something going on yeah. here. I can't even keep up. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, 
everyone's coming for different things or like I'll have people message who are booking. They're like, oh, I'm coming for this. And then someone else will be like, oh, I'm coming for this. And I'm like, there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. So I think that's super important too when looking for like places to go because that's like the first question people always have. Where do you do, where do you go to do Airbnb? Like what if my neighborhood's not a good place to do it? I just think using AirDNA and then just kind of like common sense. Like where do people want to go? Where are people traveling? Um, I love being by convention centers. Mm. There's always stuff going on. Um, in uh, Utah, I'm located like pretty close to a convention center. And there was a huge like basketball tournament going on. And we had people um, reach out to the landlord or the property manager of the apartment and was asking us if we could work directly with the players on the team for Airbnb. Oh, so yeah. like if you just go where people are traveling there's money to be made everywhere. So incredible. Okay. So you broke even in the first 45 days, which is probably like unheard of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was. Which I think it might be a little bit discouraging too, to some people, yeah. like when you hear these crazy success stories and it doesn't maybe happen to you in the same way, yep. it, it could be like discouraging. What would your advice be for that? I didn't break even on the first 45 days in the Utah units. Okay. So I broke even the first time in 45 days. I didn't break even the second time in the first 45 days. Okay. And I broke even about three months in. So it wasn't 45 days, but it was three months. And Mm -hmm. it happens. It's business. Not everything is, I think just like saying, oh, well, what if that doesn't happen to me? It's just, you're already putting like a mental block in your head. That's a great way to put it. You're already telling yourself. You're already telling yourself it's going to fail. So I just think. There's always things that go wrong. Even yesterday, I had something go wrong. And I'm just like, it's business. Like, you know what I mean? It's bound to happen. Nothing's perfect. Like, but with this little thing that went wrong, would I wish I never started? Mm-hmm. No. It. I just figured out how to fix it and I moved on. And I'm so happy that I had this problem because I wouldn't be where I am if I didn't. Like, you know? Right. So I think just looking at the greater scheme of things and there's always going to be problems. Even the most famous people have problems in their business. It's it's business, it's life. And I just think you just have to learn to accept that nothing is going to be perfect Mm -hmm. ever. Like I'm a perfectionist. It's really hard for me. Um, but things go wrong and you just figure it out. Mm -hmm. You figure it out. Definitely. So are you able to, are you comfortable to share Mm -hmm. how you've been doing so far? Yeah, of course. Um, I've so far, with um, 2023, I've generated about $180,000 in revenue. Crazy. And yeah. so that's revenue. Is that after the expenses of the units? No. So, that's top line. Yeah, top gotcha. line. Um, I don't really have a number in my head exactly of how much that is profit, but probably about 140. Oh, oh wait a second. I was expecting it to go like to a third or to a half. 100, 140, somewhere around there. It kind of depends because the awesome ones I already broke even on. So I don't really know how to do the math exactly on there. Gotcha. But um, yeah, I mean. It's profitable. It's profitable. Yeah. So you're sitting here, you're a six figure (laughs) queen, you're 20 years old. You have like literally life at your fingertips. So is your plan to continue to expand with more and more Airbnbs or do you have a greater business plan later on down the road that you're going to use this money and profit to put into something else? Yeah. So I think there's a lot of ways I want to take it. Um, I love actually doing the Airbnb. It's a hospitality business. You meet so many cool people. I've met so many cool people through Airbnb. Um, Obviously, it's a great money generating. Uh, So I am getting more units. I want to continue to build my portfolio. Um, But at the end of the day, 
I think the main goal is owning property. Um, okay. So I'm using this for cash flow that I'm saving, and then I'm going to invest into buying property like later down the line. But I think that's what is so like mind blowing to me still is that like you can do Airbnb without owning property, mm-hmm. make all this money, and then just reinvest it into owning property because mm-hmm. I feel like that's everyone's like goal. Like you know what I mean? Like, own property. There's so much money to be made in it. So that's like the end goal. And then obviously just teaching. I love like. I don't know. I just get so fulfilled, like helping people and teaching people. So I think that's kind of where I'm at now is like managing all of that. Obviously owning is not too close in the future. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like a farther thing away. Um, so I'm focusing on building the portfolio and then also helping teaching other people. That is, I'm so inspired by you. I'm inspired by you. I'm like, let me go on RDNA. What's it called? Air DNA. Air DNA. I'm going to go on Air DNA later. I'm going to be like buying places in like Missouri. Honestly, there's probably a market there. I'm sure there probably is. Trying to think of what's in Missouri. Kansas City. Yeah. Oh, Kansas City is popping off. My KC girls. I know you're listening. see you. Yeah, definitely. Oh my God. So, okay. The one thing that we didn't touch on is you have been grinding you were like 16 years old and you're like, Airbnb, business, <laughs> UGC, no sleep. No sleep. <laughs> you know that TikTok yes. sound that's like club, another club, club another bar. Club. <laughs> um, that's you, but yeah. with businesses. So where do you find the time to have fun and like just allow yourself time to relax Yeah, <laughs> and not focus on business? Or is business like your sense of fun? Because for a lot of people, like it can be. I honestly... I love Airbnb so much that it's like fun for me. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so you go stay in an Airbnb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like really fun for me, but I think there is a balance that needs to be had, especially um, a lot of my friends don't have businesses. Don't, that's not their thing. You know, some of them are bartenders, some of them are servers. So I don't want to make our friendship about business. You know what I mean? Like come yeah. to them and talk about business. So I think just prioritizing, you know, doing things with my friends, hanging out with my family and really just like leaving my phone because if I'm by my phone, I'm going to want to like check and like look and just like, I don't know, have that security that like I can just look. So I really prioritize just doing things. I like to do things outside Um, on the weekends, especially like can hang out with my friends who work on the weekdays. So I just think like prioritizing spending time with people who make you happy um, and then going back and doing the business but you can still have fun like this past weekend um I went to Houston for like a Taylor Swift rave kind of thing oh yeah it was like this rooftop that like only played Taylor Swift music for the whole night and I had my phone on me I went home the next day woke up and went right back to work so like I think just prioritizing you can still have fun and run a business um Mm -hmm. I think I rely heavily on my team especially like while I was out they were managing everything so I think that's like the makes me less nervous to go out and like still do things that I know I have such a great solid team that I can rely on yeah definitely and you've been putting in the work for years to be able to be at the point where you can like turn it off and not feel guilty and know that things are still going well you've built a team around you and it truly is like taking sometimes your weekdays are not fun yeah (laughs) I mean they're not well fun on weekdays is all about like finding the balance in your life and creating opportunities for yourself never making those excuses for why you can't do anything and I think you are a great example of the fact that you can do anything that you ever want no matter how old you are 
yeah. no matter what stage of life you're at, no matter your background, your upbringing. I mean, you shared that as well. Like, yeah. I think you're a really great example for anyone that's listening who maybe doesn't want to go to college and yeah. is feeling guilty about it. And funny enough, my my dad is probably going to watch this. So, oh, hey, dad. Hey, dad. Uh, don't be mad at me. But um, he actually, when I brought up the idea of doing Airbnb, he was like, oh, it's not going to work. Don't waste your money. Don't do it. Like, it's not going to work. And that honestly, like, was really hard for me because I'm just like, I want my family to be proud of me and support me. And, like, I feel like entrepreneurship already is very lonely and Mm -hmm. not a lot of people do it. And even if you meet people who do do it, some of them are, you know, the most authentic. So it can be very lonely. Um, And when your family doesn't even really support you, it was really hard. But honestly, at the end of the day, you have to just do what you want to do. I, I knew I wanted to do Airbnb. I knew I was going to figure out one way or another how to make it work. And now he fully supports me and he's so proud of me. So I just think like, I I understand, especially being young where people are just like, oh, go to college or, oh, go do this or follow your parents' footsteps. If that's not what you want to do, don't do it. Like mm-hmm. you just have to truly be your number, your number one supporter or else no one, no one's going to support you as much as you support yourself. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I wish my parents supported me in the beginning, but they didn't and that's okay because now they do like not everyone understands and I'm happy I did it for me whether whoever supports me yeah so I just think you know do what you want to do at the end of the day it's got to feel a little bit like good to be <laughs> kind of like an underdog story like yeah. no one believes you can do it everyone is questioning it's you so cliche doubting but, you yeah yeah and you're like no I'll show you <laughs> yeah and I mean there's so many things even if you're old and you're like you're older and you're like you know what I don't want to work this job anymore. I want to change my career. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Like there's so many, especially like in today's day and age, like you can truly yeah. do anything you want. And if you just set your mind to it, like I did, like so many people do and you just focus on it, mm-hmm. it'll work. 100%. Well, I think definitely. And I think this episode is super um, helpful too, because yeah. I've, been really interested in getting into Airbnbs and properties. And I know people are probably listening like Austin does not need another freaking Airbnb <laughs> um, because a lot of the houses are being taken over for yep. Airbnbs and it's sad. Um, and I totally get it, but yeah. it sounds like this has less of a barrier for entrance and oh, yeah. like less, uh, it probably still has like a significant amount of risk, but yeah. I mean, there, maybe a little bit less upfront cost. Yeah. And I think a lot of t- the, uh, there's a big misconception too. Airbnb, like I have to buy a house or I have to buy there's the arbitrage way where I just like, if I'm renting my apartment right now, like I pay rent every month. It, mm-hmm. I do the same thing for these Airbnbs. And then the rest is a hundred percent profit other than the expenses. That's incredible. I know it's, it's so crazy. And I, I wish more people realized mm-hmm. like if I could do it, anyone can do it. Like genuinely, like I was just a girl with a TikTok video in my hand <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and and now you're here. So anyone who is listening to this podcast, if you want to learn more or yes. connect with Haley, where can they find you? Um, I'm mainly on Instagram. So okay. my Instagram is um, Haley Marie. It's H-A-I-L-I-E-M-A-A-R-I-E. And I'm gotcha. super active on there. Um, I post, I love to be very transparent about it. So I'm always posting like behind the scenes and stuff. Um, and yeah, you can find me on Instagram. Amazing. And we'll have her Instagram also in the episode description if you want to find it there. But thank you so much, thank Haley, for you. joining me. This was incredibly insightful. And I'm like leaving this conversation feeling so motivated. Now we need a fun on weekdays, Airbnb. Exactly. Oh, oh, 
I know who can help me. <laughs> Don't speak too soon because I will make that happen. We got to go, guys. We need to go find a fun on weekdays Airbnb. Yeah, we got to go. But <laughs> I'll talk to you all next Tuesday. And thank you thank again, you. Haley. Bye, guys. Bye.